0: Hello, you are listening to the Nintendo Switch UK podcast. Hello and welcome to the first episode of season three. It's uh, actually our 96th episode. So it's episode 96, but it's the first one in season three. And uh, first of all, can I say uh, one by one, Alistair, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you,
1: Michael, and Happy New Year to you, Anton, and Happy New Year to whoever's ear holes I'm in right now.
0: Yeah,
2: that's terrifying. Oh, <laughs> you know, very, very invasive. <laughs> so yeah, Happy New Years <laughs> to everyone. We have a very exciting episode this week because we have... Um, I think that the correct phrasing would be a truckload of news. It's, there's been a little bit of a, a pile yeah. up, which is very exciting. It's
0: the PG version. It's the version we're allowed to do on this podcast because we want to keep that PG rating certified. Um, no, it has. It's been. Uh, it's It's felt like quite a long time since we were last here, and I'm excited to get back into it. Before we do though, we've got uh, a new Patreon that joined us over the Christmas festive period, Alistair.
1: We have. Uh, so uh, thank you very much to Ian Hart. You are a legend. You are uh, one of our newest patrons and we do very much enjoy getting new patrons on board to support us. Um we we love you even if you just listen to the show, but we love you even more if you help support us.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's um, it is really amazing the amount of support. And actually, over the because we're now in this sort of next phase of the fight against coronavirus, and it's fe- I think it's felt tougher this time around than any previous time. Certainly, for me personally, I've felt it more, and I think most people have. Um, but I have to say. That one of the best things has been our group and it's been our discord and how active that's been and also just the support of the people that we've had around us and i think that's been felt by a few people too so uh, if you are on the fence about it and you're thinking that you would like to support us even more than you do already by listening then come and join us uh, get involved if you're one of our patron supporters and you've not joined the discord have a think about it as well a lot of people in our discord as well i think it's fair to say anton aren't necessarily people that would have generally joined a sort of social discord channel, but they've really enjoyed it. And I think that's the nice thing about the group is it's real mix of people and everyone's really welcoming.
2: Absolutely. And even then, if you're kind of wanting to just sit back and be a little bit more passive, it's, you know, a nice way we're all sharing and chatting about some of the newer news uh, as it happens. You can jump in and just kind of passively observe when we do our live uh, podcast (laughs) and join us for a game night if you you know aren't in for for the the day-to-day communications because even myself being on the podcast i am not the greatest at messages so don't <laughs> worry if that's not your cup of tea
0: <laughs> um al you've got a little bit of news just on the kind of pricing structure and things regard with regards to the patreon stuff
1: yeah we do it's a bit boring well, let's just call this sort of housekeeping and get out of the way pretty quickly so uh Basically, the Patreon platform decided to start charging everybody in the local currencies, regardless of whatever we'd set. So, I think previously we had our charging our fees at two dollars, five dollars, and nine dollars a month. Um, they've now decided to localize that into pounds, so it's now two pounds, five pounds, and nine pounds plus VAT. So that's kind of the important thing. So, if you want to support us, two dollars for the nest tier, five dollars, sorry, dollars, two pounds for the nest tier, Get it right now. <laughs> £5 for the SNES <laughs> tier and £9 for the N64 tier plus VAT. And uh, yes, we would love to have you on board. We're very nice um, people, most what of what the time, we, we promise.
0: What I would say as well is that we uh, do offer lots of extra content as well. I think that's one of the big things. There's, I think last we worked out something like an extra, was it 75 episodes or something, Anton, overall with all our extra podcasts we did in season two.
2: Yeah, like we we recently surpassed our 200 episodes of the podcast overall. And yet, despite on the main show. Um, we are only at 95, and I think we started to Patreon at episode 50. Yeah. So there, there's more bonus content than there is actual <laughs> normal show, which is kind of insane to think. Yeah. So
1: basically, if you're bored during lockdown, we've got a lot of content you can go back and listen to.
0: Yeah, that is a very good point. And also, I think that it's really important that people realise that any money that comes into us from this, it gets reinvested in the podcast. We don't make any money for doing it. We're trying to, first of all, cover costs. That's the first thing, the main thing. We spread, we sort of lay that all out quite neatly for you on the website which is nsukp.co.uk um, and if you go to forward slash support dash us you can read it all there but as well as that anything extra we try and do sort of fun things and um we uh i think our our mug our first round of mugs was very successful and we're going to have another gift coming soon as well so there's lots of really exciting stuff from that point of view and it's it is it's 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 just keeping it going for us and it makes it just a great thing to be involved with so thank you to everyone who has been involved with us uh, so far and helping us out and uh, we greatly appreciate it so moving on before we get started i have a review in which uh, landed on our facebook and i almost missed it because i'm terrible with sort of keeping up to date with every platform but it's from someone called scott john so scott thank you so much says the world's greatest nintendo switch podcast that's very nice Starting line, I must admit that we should use that underneath like all our quotes from now on. Uh, non-bias, fun, witty and clever. Um, that's, he, Scott must have listened to all the episodes where I was off. Uh, inform, uh, informative <laughs> reviews, fantastic opinions and a fantastic gaming community. Look no further than the NSUKP 10 out of 10 recommends. Also, thank you so much. Um, and uh, thank you to our, our good friend, uh, Scotty, who's been uh, very supportive of us. And we have another one as well, uh, which is... Al, if, oh, if you could read that to me because my eyesight is not as great as that. Yeah, uh, I mean, I
1: presume you probably found this on Apple Podcasts, but you've probably just forgotten about it. We've yeah. got a four-star review. Thank you very much. We'll take that. Um, called Amazing Listening. It was from Aaron Kong Krishna. And it just is short and sweet.
0: Amazing podcast. Listen every night, like therapy.
1: Cheers, guys. <laughs> it's I'll a funny one. That.
0: Well, the reason I haven't seen it on Apple Podcasts, I saw it in our kind of weekly um, review we get that we get sent stats and things and it came up there, but it doesn't appear in our Apple Podcasts. And the reason for that is because it was four stars and not five. So that's the weird thing. It's a weird algorithm thing where I think it must show the five-star reviews first or at least show the most recent five stars. So I didn't see that for a good while until we got that email through. And it's a great review. And of course, you know, they've given us four stars and that's absolutely fine. But it's a really nice review and we really appreciate that. Um, so apologies for almost missing it. And thank you all for making sure that I didn't miss it. But we really appreciate it. The reviews help us a lot. It's, it's really hard to kind of put, to explain, but they do all sorts of weird algorithms things, and it helps us with chart positions and getting people to know about the podcast and that's the main goal. We are going to try in season three in 2021 we're in now to try and um, do more things to bring more people in. I know we're going to be talking more about that in the coming weeks. Uh, In terms of the episodes right now, you're not going to hear a whole lot different and I think that's a good thing. We've had a good think about what we wanted to change. We are changing up the quiz at the end slightly in that there's a new host (laughs) which means that I get to battle again for the first time in months so i'm excited about that but outside of that we will introduce one or two things as we go but we're gonna we're gonna kick off just like we finished the last season and before we do that i'd like to find out what you have been playing over the festive period so uh, first of all al what have you been playing over the festive period
1: uh, well, I had a lot of fun um, completing uh, Age of Calamity. I managed to blast my way through that. In fact, a few of the patrons messaged in the Discord going, "We think Alice found his new Lego game and clocked up something like twenty-five hours in the space wow. of a day. It was insane. Wow. I just played it a lot and then completed it on easy, but thoroughly enjoyed it and That's can recommend it to anyone. Fine. <laughs> and amusingly, I've been playing a game with my son. It cost eighty-one p in the store, and it's it's terrible i mean i can't really recommend it to anyone but he loves it it's called roar r-o-a-r exclamation mark and it's this this weird kind of i don't know how to describe it just very rubbish blocky graphics of the dinosaur you can dress up in funny costumes wandering around sort of beating up various weird looking blocky aliens but there's like no interaction you just swipe, swipe 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 and then the alien vanishes in a puff of black dot but he's obsessed with this he thinks it's the greatest game ever so we spent a lot of time and money on that i love it i love it <laughs> it's it's awesome madness but uh yeah I, i've got a confession that uh, i've got my ps4 back and I, I don't think i'll be picking up the switch for a while because i'm now hooked on spider-man and also gran turismo sport i've now got them both and can't stop playing them and uh, i feel like i'm being a very bad
0: person but it's really good. <laughs> it's all right. You're allowed to play the occasional game outside the Switch universe. It's just occasional and that's fine. You've, you've got two out of your three quota for the year and then the rest of the time is all Switch gaming and, and then we'll accept you, but um, only just. Um, uh, what about yourself, Anton? What have you been playing?
2: Oh, uh, yeah. So similarly, I've been a slight betrayer. I was off playing Cyberpunk, Wrapped that up, you know, in that gap where there's no podcast, I was like, let's be a, a sinner for a wee bit. Came back to the Switch, I cracked on with Tyler the Tasmanian Tiger, a good bit of nostalgia soldier <laughs> on my part. Really dumb game. I didn't, I'd completely erased from my memory how much of a Banjo clone it was. Um, In my head, I thought it was closer to Mario or Sonic, but at least that first game is very Banjo-Kazooie-esque. And then I moved on to Cooking Simulator for 99p. Mm, Saw that. (laughs) Really bad. (laughs) Um, Not that it's a bad game. The Switch port, for whatever reason, is just sadly too low resolution. I think it must be in like the 360p, 240p range. It's just really bad resolution-wise. Frame rate's okay. I think it's a 30 frames per second, but just resolution was shockingly low. So it was sadly unplayable in that regard. And then finally... Uh, My little surprise uh, game that I think I'm two hours in is My Friend Pedro, Mm. uh, which I know everybody's probably spoken about and gushed about before. I was scared to give it a go because I thought it would be really challenging and hard. Um, If you don't care about high score, probably is. I'm happy getting a D and a C every single time, so I am having a whale of a time. It's like more John Wick than the actual John Wick video game. It's just dumb full like madness you feel like you're in an action movie half the game uh and fairly short like couple minute level bursts uh so if you're able to pick that up on sale i would highly recommend giving it a, a, a wee try mate. yeah it
0: sounds i've seen it and thought it looks a lot of fun so yeah uh, good good to see you playing some switch uh, at least amongst all the uh, cyberpunk craziness, because that's a whole podcast in itself, that game. Uh, I have been playing a few things. I played um, more AI Somnium Files. Actually, I, I did one of the endings, but to get the true ending, I think there's five different endings you have to get and to, to unlock all the sort of story parts. So it was a very unsatisfying ending, but it makes complete sense because obviously I've only got part of the story. So I'm going to go back to that. Um, so I took a break from that and then moved on to playing a game called. Five uh, the longest five minutes, which looks a little, little kind of earthboundy, kind of pixely art. Um, I'm not. I didn't love what I played so far. It's nice. It looks nice. It just. It's a little kind of pedestrian it's, it doesn't it doesn't feel It's. it's got the look in the of, of the right kind of style but the charm is missing from it there's just something not quite working for me but I'll, I'll come back to it um, I also played some Ace Attorney I'm playing the trilogy the Phoenix Wright trilogy um, so I'm nearly finished the first one which I've finished in the past but I'm going to finish that again and then I'm going to move on to Justice for All because it was a long long time ago I played Ace Attorney um, so nearly finished that and then the other one I had a go of all three games on the the um, Mario 3D trilogy. And I have to say that I'm really enjoying Galaxy. Like, I really like Galaxy. It's it's a lot of fun. And the control system's a little fiddly because obviously it's designed for the Wii. But it's okay. It's all right. I think the way they've done it, I think the best way for me I've found so far is playing it with a pro controller because you can kind of do most of the things. So what I do is, for your kind of pointer thing, I kind of shake. I use the the kind of motion in the controller, but the rest of the time... And you can reset to make sure you're centred all the time, which is the key to that. So it's a little fiddly. Camera angles and things are a bit weird, but I really like the game. It's... I actually it could potentially become my favourite Mario game. I'm really enjoying it that much. Um, Played a bit of Sunshine, got really frustrated with it after about five minutes. Um, So I'm going to go back to that because I found that really frustrating, but I really like it. So I think I'm going to... Yes, go on Al. Interrupt me. How
1: far did you get in it? Because I kind of gave up on it as well. I was like, ah, fed up now
0: i was probably i wasn't that far in to be fair i was probably only about an hour in or something i didn't play an awful lot and it's not that i'm fed up with it i just thought i don't know if i want to gr- i don't want to sure i want to grind this much right this second i think i'm going to go and play galaxy which is a slightly more easygoing experience
1: yeah so to do the camera the, i think the camera or the the accuracy with which you had to do jumping was just not. that was what was getting right. me
0: I was trying to jump over a a sort of space and I kept falling down and I I couldn't for the life of me figure out. And I think it was one of the bits where I had to use the jetpack to go up and across and it wasn't doing what I was wanting to do. And for me, I know I'm not the greatest gamer, (laughs) but I was like, this has got to be simpler than this. But I know it's a sunshine thing. I'm going to go back to it, though, because I did, I did enjoy it and I love the... The, the world I think it's a great world it's one of my favourite Mario worlds <laughs> not Mario world you know what I mean um, <laughs> like universes and uh, settings but I really like Galaxy I have to say Galaxy is just it's, just it's just a lot of fun and I love the the stars that you collect and stuff it's just really good fun so enjoying that and um, obviously the trilogy and I've kind of got a list of games that i want to finish I'm, I'm trying really hard not to buy anything else i'm really trying to get through some of those games <laughs> you are not trying in the slightest no i <laughs> every am every single I didn't, day you're
1: I'm. posting about something else about, something else no, about no, something
0: else no 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 no. over christmas the only thing that i did get okay i got a couple of things i got the bioshock trilogy <laughs> uh, which i am going to play through because i've played through one, the first one before and i got ring fit and i played a bit of ring fit on christmas day and i played a little bit more a couple of days later and um it's good heck of a workout isn't it it's really good i really like it and um, i'm going to go back to it and i guess this lockdown is probably a good time as ever to have ring fit because there's no there's not much else going on fitness wise right now unless you do it yourself so yeah can't complain so that's where i'm at with it all but um oh and i got can i just say one more thing i got a switch light for christmas
1: why like, did you get a switch light? Before I go it, I was going to mention one other of so aside but why yeah. did you
0: get a switch light for Christmas?
1: You've got a switch. Yeah, you and you got two
0: switches in that house. I actually got three switches in the house because <laughs> my, my other half has a switch as well. But we're going to reduce that to two because we're going to sell one. But um I so if you're ever thinking about if you re, if, if you ever thinking about getting a second switch being the light at the moment this is the time to do it before any over any other previous time the reason for it is now cloud saving is working properly so you can start a game in one and you can continue in the next without much of a problem it's quite easy now which is really good um, the reason for it is I play a lot handheld now more so than I did before because a lot of the time I'm sitting with a baby or I'm having to be quiet or whatever um, so a couple of reasons on the light one it's it is a lot more comfortable uh I would say that secondly it's it's really nice. As a handheld, the light is a really nice console. Forget the Switch for a second. It's just a really good console as a, as a handheld. And then the third reason is the buttons are much less clicky, so you can play them much more quietly and you can With play like actually
1: upsetting partners who are trying to sleep beside you. exactly and
0: it actually is a lot softer like you'd be surprised I'll, I'll, when we're allowed to i'll let you have a shot and you'll see what i mean it's, Push your it's, buttons it's, yeah. i'll let you push my buttons when COVID, <laughs> you know rules allow us um, but it's it is it's a lot softer and i have to say i really really love it as a handheld I and mean, i'm not no joke joking aside i actually genuinely i'm not regretting having to the one situation um, that is slightly annoying is that if you continue a game on one and you don't on the other, on your sort of play time list it doesn't transfer over properly. So it doesn't realise you've already played 40 hours in there and then add it to the other. It's it's just stupid online Nintendo, right? They haven't fixed that bit properly. But... (sighs) It doesn't bother me particularly. I'm not really caring. Some people that will bother them, but for me, I'm not bothered. Um, but everything else is really, really good. Um, so yeah, the lights. I have to say, I'm very impressed with it. Fair. I, Fair I must
2: say, Mike, I, you're living the dream. I really want to grab a Switch Lite for that exact purpose where I, I mainly do most of my gaming on the go with the Switch now and, or not on the go, handheld uh, with the Switch. But my fear is, is that Switch Pro is going to come around and, you know, I won't even want to touch my Switch light
0: or normal Switch well,
2: because that'll be the new go-to. So that's my one fear but th- holding me back. Well, the
0: thing is, right, if the Pro comes in, Um, you're still going to have the same catalogue of games that you have previously, unless they don't make them compatible, which is they're not going to do that. Um, So for me, those games are still... you know, Certain games are still going to look as good on the light, like I'm talking the kind of indie titles, the the games that were designed for previous generations. So I don't see why you would stop on the light if you then have a Pro as your main. I I don't think that's going to make a huge difference. I just think you'll play your big games on the Pro and you'll use your light for the kind of other stuff. Because unless you're only going to go for the new games, which are pro-centric which you're not because you you've got a huge back catalogue of s- games to play so
2: fair enough uh, fair enough you know how am i going to hit my free switch per household co- quota you know that's that's the way <laughs> uh as a, yes as a complete uh, random aside
0: yes have either of you guys seen the sonic movie I have it recorded ready yes. to watch but I haven't watched it yet.
1: <laughs> so I, I got the, uh, the Now TV movie Passing Over Christmas and watched that and this isn't giving any spoilers but there, there's uh, the whole premise is that Sonic comes from another planet and jumps over to Earth and uses Portals to move around and the threat is he's going
0: to end up on a mushroom planet
1: (laughs) I just find that hugely amusing that's funny
0: that's good I'm um, I have it ready to watch so ready to watch that soon because it does look great and um, yeah and you you're the kind of sonic head among us I would say and I mean I certainly was as a kid but like you still are so what, what was your thoughts on the film?
2: Um, yeah, I thought it was, you know, dumb fun. Uh, obviously not a movie to be taken seriously, <laughs> but, you know, you watch it and you're like, well, this movie holds together fairly well. And um, I think my re- reaction to it was at the end of it, I was like, oh, you know, this was an all right movie, but I feel like they've set up for a much better sequel where, you know, Eggman or Robotnik in the movie is a lot more deranged. You know, he's got the classic design back. were uh, okay, way too much coming into it. I'm like, <laughs> and yeah. Don't, yeah, it could be
0: fun don't <laughs> give away too much because I haven't watched it yet uh, no I can't wait to watch it actually it's going to be really good so um, and, and I know that people have said it's it's just fun it's just good fun so I'm going to yeah it's, just, it's dumb and fun yeah absolutely alright let's move on because it is time for the first time in season 3 to say let's move on to the news <laughs> Okay, first up, Konami have announced Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush Duel for Nintendo Switch. It's a streamlined version of the card game, uh, or the tenth the tenth anime? Is that the tenth version of it of Yu-Gi-Oh? Is that what that is?
2: Yeah, so it's uh, borrowing uh, and taking a more streamlined version of the card game. They've reinvented the card game in the first time in twenty five years. Um, it's based on a tenth their tenth anime because they've made so many animes based off this one franchise. Uh, and apparently the idea is to be kind of, you know, baby's first Yu-Gi-Oh, uh, which, you know, I'm sitting here, I'm like, I don't want that, but I've, I presume there's people out there, you know, it's a complex game. Well,
0: people get are always t- intimidated by I would say it's complex. I, my abiding memory of Yu-Gi-Oh was my brother, who's 14 years younger than me, when he was six, explaining to me what how to play Yu-Gi-Oh. And he had all the cards set out and he'd, he'd prepared for this all day and I can remember it clearly and i was with him for an hour and still had not a clue what was going on at the end he was very frustrated with me i remember that being a thing so i suspect it's not for me uh al it's probably not for you either but i do quite like the concept of it i think it's a lot of fun and and you know i think it's something that if you are into it people will be pleased that there's this streamlined version or for those that maybe want to get into it
1: yeah i mean when you get further down the the, the list of games and and uh successor after successor and you get Iteratively more complex. It gets to the point where there's just such a big barrier to entry. You go, no, no, I can't. I can't even think about taking that on. It's too complicated. So actually, sometimes a reset, or as, as you put, it, a baby's first version. It's, it's not a bad way, it's a good entry to get a hold of new people in playing these games and I have a sneaking suspicion I remembered that story about your brother and I was just waiting for you to say your
0: brother's going to buy it specifically for your son <laughs> It's <laughs> quite possible he will, in fact I can just see that happening. Um, we're going to fly through the news because there's a lot to get through today Next up, SNK have announced Fatal Fury First Contact for the Switch, it's a simple 2D, two button fighting game, it's out now It was originally out in the Neo Geo Pocket Colour which is another console, we haven't done the Neo Geo Pocket Colour in our uh, the prequel yet which is one of our podcasts we do for our patrons have we anton
2: Uh not yet but i think that's definitely on the card because it is one of my favorites and many of the games on that console were absolutely brilliant and this is uh, no exception um you know at the time kept pioneering you know doing button like a 2d you know two button fighter very simple and then, you know s and k know what they're doing with fighting games
0: yeah it it looks very retro it looks very well made for the time 1999 now that was you know we, we remember na- we only just remember 1999 but we remember it
1: i think you and i are probably still drunk because that was probably around about the point when we discovered alcohol probably <laughs> um yeah my favorite thing about this game is the fact that you've got digital on-screen neo geo i mean the actual game is still a square little bit in the middle and then the rest of the screen is just taken up with pretend console i love
0: it <laughs> Yeah, it is. It's cool. I, I do like that part of it. I must admit, it does look very kind of retro. It's it's a lot of fun. Next up, we we talked a lot about Sam and Max Save the Worlds Season 1 um, and uh, Skun Cape Games have announced Season 2 and 3 for the Switch. The two games are now in production. Uh, that's really good because we just recently got the first one on the Switch. They're very well-reviewed and sort of renowned uh, titles, Anton. So this will make a lot of people happy
2: absolutely and you know i think this is just a, a sign that you know the first two uh, the first game sold very well on the switch and you know it's a little bit comforting now knowing that you can buy that first game and they've got the money secured and development power uh to complete the series so you're not missing out you're not getting like the first one and then you're out of money and uh, yeah fingers crossed because uh, the first one looks fairly solid all around as well yeah i'm really excited actually because the first one i've not played it but it did look really really
1: good when it was announced, was it December, November last year? It feels very recent. The, it just looked brilliant, and I wish I'd played it back in the day. So the graphical overhaul they gave the first episode
0: was enough to make me want to go and play that, and now I really want to go and get episodes two and three when they appear. Yeah, it's they're totally up my street, these games as well, I must admit. And... Uh, a little bit retro, but still, I think these kind of games hold up quite well over time. So I think I'll probably investigate that at some point. Although I did just say I wasn't going to buy any more games, so I'll maybe wait. Um I mean, that's an absolute lie. We know that. Uh, next up, with over 50 volumes and having run since 1991, Super Mario Gun manga series will be localised across North America and Europe for the first time as Super Mario Manga Mania in early 2021. And yeah, I kind of like... I mean, I grew up loving comics. We've talked about this before. I like anime as well. I think this looks kind of fun. It's going to be in different kind of... uh, Well, I think there's going to be a book of it as well, which has got 10 stories and some bonus short stories, and it's going to be 160 pages in length in total as well. It looks kind of fun. Um, What's your kind of thoughts on this, Anton? Do you think this will do well? I I, I quite like Mario's design in it, I must admit.
2: Yeah, honestly, I'm kind of taken aback that Nintendo's taken the move to localize this for the first time, because it's kind of from that time before Nintendo was really uptight with their uh, copyright and, you know, handing out (laughs) characters. And, you know, uh, they were a little bit looser, like we had the Super Mario show at the time, we had the movie, you know, they're all different alterations of the character. And also it's became a little bit more honed and consistent in their brand. And this is a little bit offshoot of that you know the characterization, the art style is a little bit more uh, unique than what we see today so it's quite exciting to see it get localised Al that is a very kind way of putting it if you ask me I, I mean
1: I, I was when I heard the news I thought oh that sounds really cool because I love mangas and I love Mario and I was really looking forward to sort of a, what, what you traditionally think of as a manga style version of Mario and then I saw what it actually is and went that looks I'm really sorry to say it because I'm sure they're awesome but it looks crap I love it. I think it looks I cool. I really, really, I don't know. There's just something about the Mario. It doesn't look like a manga Mario and he doesn't look like Mario. He sort of looks like someone was
0: doodling in high school
1: and wanted to draw Mario. And that's kind of what came out. Something I that wish doesn't I'd really look like it, Mario. Uh,
0: no, he doesn't at all. But I kind of like it. I don't know why. There's something about it that mm. makes me go, yeah, I like that. So uh, well,
1: maybe You've only thing. got to wait until the 21st of January and then you can pick up a copy. Fact, Excellent. they from what I've put quick Google. RRPU seven ninety nine. dollars There you go. Oh, that's all right.
0: Not too bad at all.
2: Uh, and Manga Price? Yeah.
0: Persona 5 Strikers won't be getting a demo in the West. So there we are. We're not getting a demo. We, we've said it before. Demos, good thing, give you an opportunity to play something. And for all those disappointed that we haven't had Persona 5, Persona 5 Strikers, not getting a demo, it might have sold it to more people. We've, we've talked about this before. It's the kind of game I think that would have done well to have a demo in the West because there are there is a huge fan base, but there's also a lot of people who wouldn't have touched it because... It's not a game they're maybe familiar with. So I think they're kind of missing a trick here, Al.
1: Uh, Yeah, I agree. I'm not entirely sure why they're not because presumably the game itself has been localised so they've got all the the, um, audio for it. Why would they not produce a demo? It doesn't make sense to me.
0: it
2: doesn't quite work.
0: And you, you have a construction off over the course of the of the narrative. A construction off? The, <laughs>
2: way, the way we can do this is that we ditch your idea entirely. Entirely. Check out the Gaming Blender on all your favourite podcast platforms now. Yeah, and I think especially considering they did have a Japanese demo, uh, mm-hmm. it, you know, Atlas are slowly getting to Nintendo's level of like, bafflement that you look at their decisions you're just like why and then you you still love what they do but you're also just like why are you running a business like this
0: come on <laughs> yeah there's a lot of questions i mean that again that's a whole podcast in itself as well uh, next up we've an interesting one is switch retro 8-bit platformers was Awakening and Alwa's Legacy. They're getting some native NES ports in 2021. Now, you know me, I do love my retro. I have my Evercade, which I got at Christmas as well and absolutely love to play some retro stuff on there. Uh, thoroughly recommend an Evercade, by the way, if you do like actual proper licensed um, retro stuff on on an actual cartridge. Really, really good. And um, yeah, I, I think this is the ideal place for it. It feels like... It feels like it's the right place for it, Anton, doesn't it?
2: Yeah, you know, it's you know, I I love when they do this because, you know, if you're making a game that has the limitations of the NES as a modern indie title, you may as well, or it would be lovely if more games could go the Etremel and give us some good homebrew homebrew games because I think especially now that homebrew has become or rather, indie games have became a lot more easier to do and monetize. We have lost a little bit of the homebrew community. Where you know, looking back to like two thousand seven, two thousand ten era, um, if you wanted to do a small two D platformer, you're probably going to be putting out on a Dreamcast or a Mega Drive, even if it was just as a ROM file. Yeah. Uh, so hopefully, we can get some more native ports because it is just very nifty and you know there's plenty of collectors that would eat that up at a little bit of a premium
1: yeah it's a really really shrewd business decision at the moment there's so few companies do them that when you do it you get a lot of headlines and headlines equals people knowing about your game which means they're more likely to go buy it it's a great idea um yeah i mean if everybody did it it would lose its novelty but as a as a little pr stunt i think it's wonderful
0: yeah, yeah, and um, I have to say if you, just to reiterate about the Evercade, go and check out some of the new cartridges that are coming, some great collections in there and there's actually some Game Boy and NES games which are, there's an exclusive version of one of them coming to the Evercade which is in colour whereas the, the one they did for the Game Boy was obviously in the Game Boy palette uh, that's something about police i kind of police chaos or something like that but it's, it looks great and uh, i thoroughly recommend it so i agree with you i think this is a really good move i think it's the right place for it and you will find and the great thing is the value of these things they tend to keep their value or if anything increase in value because they aren't huge big runs of things and it is for a console that is you know many years old now so i think it's win winner all 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 around really next up burger king germany are offering nintendo switch themed king junior meals featuring toys based on links awakening animal crossing luigi's mansion super mario maker mario kart and splatoon now when i was a kid this was the kind of thing that i lived for as a kid i would have loved i would have done anything to collect the whole collection um and i have to say they're (laughs) really cool little things and it's really weird for me to say that because obviously i'm the resident vegan i don't really eat at burger king unless i'm eating like the occasional chips or something. It's not. There's not very. I think they've actually got some decent options these days. But who knows? Because we haven't seen. haven't been in a place like that for at least two years now. It feels. Um, but I tell you what. Like, I'm tempted just for these toys. Al, what do you think?
1: Oh, I am. I am besotted with these. Some of them are just. I mean, there's Animal Crossing and Splatoon. But the one. I There's two. I love. I love the Link's Awakening one. It is so cute. And the Luigi sucking in the ghosts from Luigi's Mansion. They are brilliant. I mean, I'm sure they're just rubbish bits of plastic and I will pick it up and go oh great now what do I do with it but I want it I want it so badly this coming from the guy who doesn't understand amiibos because they cost money this you buy a burger anyway you get this for free this is awesome but only if you're in was it Germany why aren't we getting them yet give them to us we want
2: them yeah it seems almost like a waste to put all the time designing and putting these together to only do it in uh, one country I'm hoping it's kind of maybe a case of their you know European headquarters are in Germany and they'll hopefully roll it out because uh you know, it's really nifty. Obviously, stuff like Spatoon and Luigi's Mansion and would probably never get like a Happy Meal or a, a kind of Burger King Junior Meal uh, set. So, being able to kind of, do an overall Nintendo Switch one, I think that's really cool. Yeah, yeah it, I remember the good old days when I was a
1: kid. I went to am going to say with McDonald's at the time of Super Mario Three, and they were doing toys back then. They were the best,
0: absolutely yeah, best. And it is, it is something that you kind of. I guess as a as a kid, it's very very exciting, and here we are as adults in our what are we now, our mid twenties, um, getting very excited about it as well. <laughs> sure, yeah, I'll go mid twenties and a bit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, next up, uh, the modder Y Kuteru has released for free the Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild throwback DLC, Super Mario sixty four gameplay in the Breath of the Wild uh, uh, engine. So, yeah, interesting one. This uh, Anton, tell us a bit more about it. What's your thoughts on it?
2: Yeah, so, you know, very much entirely Super Mario 64 themed. The level design, the kind of enemy encounters and all that sort of jazz. uh, More platform focus, and the level's designed to be a lot more platform focused. So rather than, you know, doing some, you know, just scaling the side of a mountain, you're climbing up a set of stairs and there's ramps and there's stuff rolling down. It looks fun as uh, the resident uh, N64 boy. How are you feeling about this one, Al? <laughs> you know what? There's something incredibly endearing about it, particularly when you watch the gameplay footage. He's got the Super
1: Mario 64 music playing in the background, but it's Link running around, and instead of picking up Power Stars, he's picking up sort of bits of the I forgot what it was called, but little bits of Star from Zelda. All the models are from Breath of the Wild, but yeah, the level is very much inspired by Mario 64. Is it tickles my fancy, I have to admit. But it is, at the same time, slightly weird seeing Link running around doing it. And he's still shooting moblins and stuff like that with his bow and arrow. It's a weird hybrid, but cool.
0: It is. It's quite clever, and I always love seeing these videos just for the, the weirdness of it. So fair play to them for doing it. I, I think um, you know he's done a good job of it, and it's not something we'll see in the... The official licensed world, so absolutely nice to see somebody do it for a bit of fun. Next up before a, Nintendo pulls it down. Well, <laughs> I wasn't going to say it because we all know that's what they're going to do next. Next up, a batch of Nintendo Switches in Japan are delivered to customers in a bricked state. That's never good. Nintendo, Nintendo has apologised for the inconvenience caused and encourages buyers to get in touch and fill out an online inquiry form. Um, doesn't look good for them when they do things like this, and I mean, <laughs> quite a few things they've done recently don't look that great but this one particularly uh, that will annoy a few people particularly given that they may have been gifts anton
2: yeah you know from what i can gather the the glitch that occurred is you know you'd go through the setup process and then just be left with a numerical error code uh, and had you know you can't do anything else so it's really bizarre we haven't even outside of nintendo haven't had it Uh, a case of you know just a batch of broken consoles like this out in the wild you know maybe it's like a 10 percent 25 percent failure rate or something like that but obviously thankfully it just seems to be a singular batch and isn't a universal problem and uh, hopefully nintendo's managed to resolve that and uh, the customers can be compensated and nobody's left with uh, a broken console anytime soon yeah see that's what happens when you make them after the christmas party
0: just don't do it that's exactly what happened you see Uh, we forgot what those are like over here Um, but yeah no you're right Um, it is it's not great next up Funimation have announced for the Switch the the app's coming so you can watch anime on the go we talked about this I think in the last episode before at the end of season 2 It's out now in the USA and it's coming soon to the Europe, it says here, which I I like that. I think I prefer that to just Europe. Um, So just very quickly on that, I I think this is really cool. I know Al's got a slightly different opinion of it, but I, I think for me... It, for those that want it, it's great. And there's a lot of really good anime out there. I really want to watch the Ace Attorney anime, for example. And I bet there's a whole lot of stuff on there that I would really like. Um, I'm not sure. I think pricing is okay. But I'd, I'd, I would be tempted. If there was a free offer, I would give this a go and watch some stuff. Um, Anton, how do you feel about it?
2: Um, yeah, you know, if, if, it's, if you love it, you love it. If you don't, you don't. Uh, I don't think they're going to be converting anybody into anime. Unless if they have the Animal Crossing anime... That could be a good one on there. Mm-hmm. That could convert some people because apparently that's quite a good anime. It's GameCube era, I believe. But unless, uh, sadly, not for me. But I- I'm glad it'll be making some people happy. Al, yeah, don't get me
1: wrong. I love anime. I- I'm a big fan, but at the same time, I'm not even vaguely excited about coming to Switch because I don't stream video content to my Switch. That's what I have other platforms for.
0: Yeah, and that's why where I would because, as I said to you before, I like to keep my phone clear for phone calls and work stuff so I would if I was travelling if that was such a thing anymore I would be watching it on, probably on my light to be honest and I would just watch it on there because it's fine and then that's it you know different strokes for different folks I guess Travelling
1: Tra- yeah. Travelling Hear me out
2: they make a big phone that's like a tablet without the Joy-Cons that would be great <laughs> I think that would be good for Netflix <laughs> That would be
1: wonderful <laughs> someone
2: should invent that yes mm, yes yes Mr. Tim Apple, he will get Tim on Apple. It. Get on it,
0: <laughs> classic Tim Apple. Next up, SNK <laughs> have announced a new console for 2021. It's a brand new co- console. They say it's a system to bridge the needs between passionate fans, fans, and console gaming enthusiasts. So, uh, yeah, SNK. It's very kind of. I guess I don't know. There's so many different new kind of consoles appearing. Anton, is this one that's going to take off? Do you think? Yeah,
2: they've. They've already done the classic console gig mm-hmm. uh, a couple of times now, so it's sadly not going to be anything like that. Um, you know, we've just had the Atari VCS, and we've got the uh, Intellivision Amico in the future. So I have a feeling they might go the Atari route. It'll be a little wee micro console where you, you, know, you can use it as a PC at, if you want, or maybe an Android device uh, as you want. But, uh, you know, I, I don't think it'll be a, a PS5 killer anytime soon, sadly. But hopefully, they just price it appropriately you know if even if it was 150 played some simplistic PC or Android games they could maybe get a small audience yeah um, as long as it's not in the, the free 400 range they could maybe do something a little yeah they're bit not known
0: of. for their cheapness oh good mm, lord I mean indeed. if you put something at that price you're,
1: you're- yeah, there's there's literally no point I mean, SNK have been busy They've had tons and tons of you know, as new consoles over the last few years I think the last one was only 2018 When they brought out the, was it the Classic the cabinet or something like that I've, I've lost track But they've had so many new consoles That this one It's not really registering on my radar as being big news But still kind of cool And SNK have got a lot of old games And if they want to bring us a fun little console For
0: classics and enthusiasts to collect Then sure, go for it Why not? yeah absolutely next up the timed exclusivity for Monster Hunter's Rise on the Switch cost Nintendo around 6 million dollars it is believed to be coming to PC in, in October uh, you might have missed this they did a little direct with details on all this stuff as well and, on on the game and uh, well, we saw the last direct there was a lot of a lot of details about this game that we hadn't seen previously now there's a demo available I actually crashed the servers as well uh, because there were so many people trying to download it the cool thing about the game though is that it seems to have been kind of optimized really well for the switch and it certainly seems from what i've seen to be running very well and people that have played it have said only good things it's a weird franchise i think monster hunter because it's a lot i think a lot of people look at it and go oh that's kind of cool uh, I don't know if I can get myself into that, though. And I think that's the case for a lot of people, whereas I think this one looks like it might just convert some more people. That's my feelings on it, Anton. How do you feel about it?
2: Yeah, I think this is very much, uh, I try it to see if you like it. I remember with Monster Hunter 3, I had it pre-ordered, and then I played the demo, and then I was like, this is not my kind of game. But I imagine it went the other way for other people. Because, um, you know, I think with those like games where it's, you know, so much of it is that the building to this one boss battle that'll be really hard and then, you know, uh, whether or not that's a, satis- a satisfying payoff for you kind of depends on how you like your games. Uh For me, very frustrating, but uh, I imagine, you know, same with Dark Souls. You know, you do that, you put in the pain, and then it's the most satisfying thing in the world. Uh But yeah, demo's fantastic for getting able to try that out.
1: Yeah, I mean, I... The sad thing is, I really like the look of the game, and I think if it was an easier to play game, then I would probably be all over this because it does look awesome. It looks amazing.
0: Well, the good but news knowing... on this one, the good news on this one, I'll just interrupt, is that it is. This is probably a slightly easier way, sort of entry than a lot of the Monster Hunter games. But it is, as I'll, uh, as Anton said, you are just very much sort of preparing for this one big monster that you have to get in each section. So it's a kind of weird concept, but the, the world looks beautiful
1: it does I mean I'm, oh, I'm absolutely. absolutely hooked so I might give the demo a go just to see if it is at a level that I can play it and enjoy it or if it's just too much for me and do an Anton and go nope nope not for me thanks very much
0: yeah I'm kind of with you I might, I might give the demo a go um, but I, I think it's not quite my thing but I do like the world and I do think it looks impressive next up for 25 months straight the Nintendo Switch has been the best selling console in Canada and that's because Canadians have great taste Yep, absolutely. Here we go. We'll move on. Doom Doom 2. (laughs) Doom 2 and the Nintendo Switch has got a free new add-on. I mean, they're so good at doing add-ons for Doom anyway, but this is Doom 0. It contains 32 levels filled with new enemies, new bosses, new sounds, new music, and new sprites. I didn't even know this until I just read this just now, so uh, I'm going to be playing that because I've got a Doom 2. (laughs) So
2: Indeed. And it's uh, it's quite good where uh, a lot of the DLCs are kind of like this, where, you know, it's a lot newer. This was from 2019, so they kind of know how to make better shooters than they did at the time of doing 2. So it's a little bit more linear, a little bit harder to get lost, uh, and it just seems to be dripping and oozing in quality. Uh, I'm really excited to give this one a whirl. Yeah, that seems disgusting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very visual. You know, dripping in blood and gore. Very visual hades by the way which is getting rave reviews it's another game that i really want to play this is really cool and i hope a lot more games do this we've talked about this before anton but they've got cross save between pc and switch now and i know there are a few titles do this but i just think that is the way to go because as you said before you've got your big 4k pc setup where you've got all your monitors and all the rest of it and you've also got your switch for on the go and if you can do a cross save between them that is great isn't it
2: Absolutely, and I I think people who have switch lights, especially, really will benefit. Um, You know, being able to have that, you know, best of both worlds. I I love it, and I hope more games do it. Yeah. I have nothing to add. I okay, you move both. on then.
0: <laughs> I, was just le- I was leaving the gap in case you wanted to add anything. Uh, Nintendo's share value has hit its highest level since the Wii, which is exciting. Um, I know that Al will have something to say about this because he's always got something to say when it comes to the finance side of things, but maybe not an awful lot. But what, do you want to say anything, Al, on that? I probably don't have much to say. I mean, I think that is
1: really, really cool. And it does just show that Nintendo has had such a good year. I am fascinated to see how this year goes for them, to see whether the share price carries on Uh, skyrocketing or if it's now going to slump because as much as I love Nintendo and they're doing a lot of good stuff PlayStation and Xbox have got some pretty impressive contenders this year and whether the sales of the Switch will keep up uh, without the release of the Pro um, is an interesting one so I'm fascinated to see what their share price does this year but that is because I'm a geek.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Well, we could do our pred- we do our predictions, um, but my prediction higher is, or lower. I, my <laughs> predictions is that they will they will keep going. I don't I don't think we'll see the pro yet, but I, I think we might by the end of the year. But I I think the the numbers will continue, um, and possibly because of the world circumstances right now. Uh, Anton, what's your thoughts? Yeah, I, I have a feeling it will go up generally.
2: Um, I think it might slump a little in the mid part of the year. Um, I think it's a little bit mainly just because there aren't very much things to be excited for. So I think that'll cause a little bit of a slump and uh, depending on which cards they pull out, which to be honest, Nintendo has so many cards up their sleeves. They could probably make like the entire game of Yu-Gi-Oh! I don't know. There's a pun in there somewhere.
0: <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh,
2: they have so many options that they could just, you know, destroy the entire industry with. And one of them's already announced, Breath of the Wild. So one more game on top of that, uh, just will print money yeah.
0: they've got it Sorry. yeah it's uh it's very very exciting um to see where it does go this year um all right well let's move on i'm just by the way i'm just blown away by how much more news we've still got to get through i'm like do we need to do two shows do we need to do a part one and a part two because it is possible we could do that you know just throwing it out there technology exists <laughs> uh, all right let's just keep flying through this then nez online has got an update with new games including donkey kong country 3 dixie kong's double trouble the ignition factory Uh, factor sorry Super Valis 4 Tough Enough and Nightshade Uh, I will say Donkey Kong Country 3 is really good I had a go of that and um, it's a really nice game it was really late on in the SNES era I believe um, that game but it's it's nice I played a bit of that and great to see more games I still believe we'll get Game Boy next or Game Boy Advance with Game Boy I think that'll be our next on the list uh, in terms of a console but um, everybody happy with those? Absolutely, absolutely. I, I keep forgetting and it's there, I yeah. need to play them
2: more. Yeah, absolutely. You want to add anything, Anton? Um, yeah, I, I think uh, every time we get a new one of these, it's like a nice reminder that we'll be getting Game Boy games soon enough. They, they're they slowly running out, especially on the NES that's been around for a while on the Nintendo Switch. Running out of exciting stuff, so hopefully we get the Game Boy in there to, to fill the void
0: a little. I think we'll get the Game Boy before the N64, that's my, my thoughts yeah,
2: on Yeah, sadly so. Um,
0: well, I'm quite excited about that though. I'm, I'm kind of, I think the Game Boys. is, um, there's so many games, like the Mario games, like the Land games and all of them, I, I think there's a lot of games there that we m- probably miss because they're kind of forgotten, they're kind of left to one side. So I think it'll be good. Yeah.
2: In uh, a similar vein, I, I really hope we get the Virtual Boy. So many games there have just been lost to time, yeah. uh, which would be great to get them back. Yeah,
0: especially if they send you a headset to play them on. <laughs> that would be a really, oh, the really heavy Switch. one that breaks, breaks your head every time you put it on. Uh, next up, after Twitter user uh, Sam Nama sends a faulty Wii U to Nintendo, Nintendo recovered his missing wedding ring inside the console. Fair play to Nintendo. It's nice to hear a positive Nintendo story, Al.
1: It, it is next nice year, a positive one. I'm amazed anybody's sending their Wii to Nintendo, but sure, go for it. <laughs> when did he propose? Was it like 2006? <laughs> how do you lose a wedding ring in a Wii U? I don't even understand how that's possible. But well done, Nintendo, for finding it and presumably sending it back to him.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's cool.
2: Absolutely. You know, the, the Wii use a console, very little vents. So he he's done the, the impossible by putting it in there. I wonder if it was even in the disk drive. I that's what I would have thought. I can't even believe that's
0: possible. I can't think where else it would have gone. Uh, next up, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto has revealed that his children would play Sega games and it inspired him to make better games. I like that. But it makes sense, doesn't it? It's like... You know if you're a car manufacturer, your parents had a Volvo, so you want to make a car that's better than a Volvo. I don't know, it's a similar kind of thing, Al, isn't it?
1: It is that that story just made me laugh a lot, and I love the fact that he, he just took the inspiration from it. Like, Yeah, okay, you guys like so uh, Sega, why'd you like Sega? What can we do better? Great attitude, it's one of the reasons why he's one of the greatest games manufacturers and designers of all time. Yeah. All hail the Miyamoto, yeah.
0: Um, yeah,
2: and what, what I found quite interesting is. The, the game that he mentions as like most notable and the ones that kid, his kids loved a lot was Space Harrier. And this was on the the Mega Drive. So do you think Space
0: Harrier could have inspired Star Fox 64?
2: Yeah. Because if so, that's like the biggest slam dunk in the universe. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh, Spa- well, Space Harrier, what I will say though, just to throw a spanner in the works, Space Harrier came out before that as well because I had it on the Spectrum. Um, so it was a game that had been around on on different computers and consoles but it was on on the mega drive as well and you're right it has got a similar it was one of those early early kind of the, the, that kind of viewpoint so it makes absolute sense that it would definitely have inspired it i would have said because it had been around since the the 80s so yeah you might be onto something there anton maybe there's a movie in there somewhere should uh, see if you can get the rights to that i don't know how that would <laughs> work but uh right i'll fly through some more news games 100 percent discounts are not viable anymore for eShop charts which is probably a good thing because what was happening before was games would go on sale they would be $4.99 normally they'd go on sale for 8 pence or 99 pence or whatever everyone would buy them because it's cheap and they'd be number one but it's a false position because obviously doesn't necessarily mean it's the most desirable game it's just that it was darn cheap
2: Absolutely. It's um good to see the system getting a little bit fixed. I don't think we had the most of it over here in Europe. Uh but on the, the American eShop it looks like it was a, a little bit more of a ordeal where it was just constant spam and that the chart was getting ruined due to it.
0: Yeah. I mean No more cheating. Yeah, that's pretty much what it was. It's a kind of a clever way of doing it and then they could say, Oh, number one eShop chart game you know i can understand why they did it but it's probably a good thing it's come to an end uh, this is one for you all uk console survey has discovered that 60 of switch players also have a playstation 4 and 51 have an xbox one uh, not surprised <laughs>
1: No, I don't think that comes as a big surprise to any of us, although it's quite nice to actually put some figures against it because we have long suspected that. Um, And 60% is probably about where I'd have expected it,
0: to be honest. Well, one thing I would say, though, is um, there's no crossover data in that. I I would have liked them also to have said how many Switch owners also own either of the other two consoles because that doesn't tell us, knowing 61% of one and 50% of the other, doesn't actually tell us what the overall figure is of how many people own another console of this generation. True. Um, so so i would have liked to have seen a bit more specific detail and i'm sure they've got that it maybe does say that in more detail in the actual study but it's a shame that that part's not been more reported so but it's certainly interesting uh, i'm gonna move on because we still have loads to get through next up crockett 22 has recreated the entirety of breath of the wild in minecraft anton come on you're letting this side down why have you uh, not done this
2: i i know it's um you know it's just uh, I just need to find the weekend to tackle this project but honestly it looks Kind of gorgeous to see Breath of the Wild recreated in like a pixel based look. Uh, Absolutely amazing project, and the scale of it's baffling. Like it's uh, very detailed and intricate, and might try and download the map and give it a wee adventure.
1: That is a lockdown project and a half. I wonder if they Mm -hmm. just did it because they were bored and literally had nothing else to do, or if it was part of some, I don't know, an art project or a college course or. I'm intrigued to know why they did it,
0: if it was just purely for fun, because it is a mammoth undertaking. Uh, Very uh, impressive, I must admit. Uh, Almost as mammoth as how many news articles we've got to get through today. So I'm going to move on to the next one. Reggie has revealed that in the past, Kanye West, here we go, pitched a game to (laughs) Nintendo. Reggie said... Uh, this to Kanye. He says, Kanye, you don't want to work with us because we're tough, we're hard. All we do is push for the very best content. We would not be the type of partner you would want to work with. He's obviously listened to his albums. Uh, Kanye then looked at Reggie and said, Reggie, you're exactly the type of partner I want because of that reason. Reggie said, oh my gosh. I'll
1: bet you he did not see. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> he
0: did, says here, transcribe. Um, yeah, but, but it's it's true. I, I, I had a very similar conversation today in music terms with Reggie about, or with um, w- with, with um, Kanye West Kanye. about his music about his album. no uh, with asked. other people Mr Yee. about music but it's true because sometimes and we talk about this a lot of the time that um, that working with people who push you to be better at what you do is a good thing but Kanye West I'm kind of glad he didn't delve into video games Anton
2: yeah we don't want a, another uh, Steven Spielberg Bloombox situation. situation no. uh, you know you you know you're you're an expert in one field. Uh, you can maybe be an expert in two fields, but you know try not to push
1: it. Yes. Famous people try to do video games.
0: It
2: never, ever works well.
0: Apart <laughs> from Moonwalker, which Stally. was a great game. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it was no, it was Moonwalker was a good game. It was genuinely a good game. You uh, should uh, yeah, it genuinely is a good game. Uh, next up, Nintendo. I really like the story they've created. A tailored, tailored movable kiosk for children's hospital. Probably the worst time to do the hee-hee, but never mind. Featuring a Nintendo Switch, a TV, a Pro Controller, and 25 games. The Legend of Zelda, Breath of the Wild, Super Mario Maker 2, Super Mario Party, Pokemon, Let's Go Pikachu, Super Mario Odyssey, Stardew Valley, Cuphead, and Minecraft. This, I think, is a fantastic idea, Alistair.
1: It's a lovely idea. I mean, it's maybe very badly timed, but I suppose it depends. You probably don't want to be moving consoles around COVID wards and stuff like that, but I guess if you disinfect it, sure. Why not? It's a lovely idea. Um The cynic in me, and I am, I'm I'm kind of doing this more from a Dell's advocate point of view because I don't really feel this way, but sure, the cynic in me goes, yeah, this is them just trying to sort of capture some more audience and get them while they're vulnerable. Boo to Nintendo. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I
2: think that... The, the most interesting thing for me was looking at the games that they picked out from the third party selection. Um, you know, I think Minecraft, you know, biggest game of all time, that makes sense. But it's nice of them to pick out Stardew, a game by, made by one team, and Cuphead, uh, and see that Nintendo has those nice, you know, third party relations with these smaller teams that they're kind of willing to put them up there with their big titles like that. Yeah.
0: I also like the fact that they've picked a game like Stardew, which doesn't necessarily have the same kind of ending is some of the other ones. There's a lot there's a lot of stuff you can do there and just continue and create and do you know, sort of do kind of your own thing so i think it's quite nice and minecraft as well is another similar example of that so i think they've got quite a good sort of spread of games there i think they've done a good job in that sense but uh, i'm not as cynical as al that's why it's called cynical next up Sense, a cyberpunk ghost story uh has uh well basically they're in hot water concerning an issue of sexual content and censorship what's happened here anton
2: yeah so basically Twitter's really angry because it has some crude and rude uh, moments uh, very sexualized. It's a you know a genuine game it isn't just all for nudity's sake it would appear, but they they do push the boat out there in that directions um you know I think this is a debate we've seen a couple times before with the switch where in fact that they you know if the game passes your own country's kind of regulations, Nintendo's happy to put on there. They're not kind of moderating it in terms of you know if your government says this is okay for you to look at, you know we're happy to provide it. So it's interesting that you know Nintendo of all companies is the one being uh, most pointed at for why is this on our system? Al, change days, (laughs)
0: very very different days to what it would have been like in the past. Al, indeed.
1: Yeah, this whole thing seems to be it's very odd. The news seems to be less about the actual content because from what I can gather the content isn't really particularly interesting or particularly out there but a few people seem to complain about it and then weirdly people complaining about it got picked up by the media outlets who then started reporting about people complaining about stuff and then the developers felt that they had to respond eventually and then the media got interested in them responding to the people complaining and it's all just the news about complaining but the actual content doesn't really seem to be particularly
0: interesting or that bad there's much much worse out there seen a lot worse (laughs) to be perfectly honest yeah it's a weird story i I actually have to say that i think it's great that nintendo have opened up to a wider audience now than ever more than ever and there are still parental controls on there you can still decide what your family do and don't see so i think there are much worse things but i do think video games generally still get a bit of a, a a bad kind of so I got a bit of a bad rep with it because because video games It's like it's like uh, videos in the 80s you know all videos were bad in the 80s and now it's video games is the kind of the the, the media that we kind of maybe come down hard on compared to the rest. Right next on uh, next up, we've got Nintendo buying Canadian developer Next Level Games, uh, the creators behind Luigi's Mansion Three, Luigi Mansion, Dark Moon, Mario Strikers Charge, Punch Out, and Metroid Prime Federation Force. Uh, yeah, I saw this one this week, Anton. It's an interesting move, um, but but obviously the games, you know, Luigi's Mansion Three, great title there, some other good titles in there as well. Uh, so it kind of makes sense. Yeah,
2: you know, with Nintendo, there's a lot of teams kind of on the fringe of them, like, you know, the HAL Laboratories and next-level games, where if you didn't really know, you'd think they're first parties. So I think now that Nintendo has a little bit of capital, they're like, all right, let's bring them in house before, you know, Well, we've got the opportunity, Well, we have the spending capital. And it makes sense because, let's be real, if you're another company, uh, let's say you're EA, you know, next-level games is probably not really... A meaningful company you know you don't have the nintendo ips they've worked on the core team isn't as valuable as it would be to a in- company like nintendo so hopefully bringing them in house we can see more games coming up more frequently and you know because obviously there's not next level games having to make a profit on the profit on the game themselves you know they're part of nintendo you know it's, it just becomes nintendo making a profit at that point you know they can put more money into let's say luigi's mansion Four. Uh, and we can get some better games out of next-level games, because I know they've had a, a rough history in the past of not really making ends meet. Uh, so it's good to see them getting looked after by Nintendo, because they do Nintendo games well. Luigi's Mansion looks stunning. Like It is. It's hard to believe it was made third-party.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, Luigi's Mansion 3 is beautiful. I actually, I do wonder if this is more to do with it, kind of what you were saying there. They've got the capital, and they're going, well, in case somebody else buys up this company we're going to grab them and just make them ours and protect that asset. Maybe it's it's less to do with making the profits from it because clearly those games yeah. have been a bit iffy, but it just it just protects a really, really good development team that Nintendo maybe just doesn't want to lose.
2: I, you know, I was kind of thinking the same thing, Alistair, because I know where, you know, in 2018 and 19, Microsoft bought up about 30 studios, like, on a whim. It dropped, like, several billion. And then, like, as soon as that happens, it was like, all right, playstation went ahead and they bought up insomnia you know insomnia was a company that you would basically have presumed to be with playstation but as soon as like everybody started buying everything you know i think google and amazon have been buying a couple things here and there as well you know i think a lot of the the big players have became a lot more protective of the companies that are slightly on the fringe uh that were you know basically part of the company but at the same time weren't and now they're like yeah let's protect
0: them Yeah, makes complete sense. I'm just there for Mario Strikers. I really love a new Mario Strikers. I think that would be a good one for them to make sense to have a new version on the Switch as well. Next up, Playful have combined Lego Super Mario and Mario Kart Live Home Circuit with magical results. Tell us about these magical results, uh, Anton. Yeah,
2: so he's literally made a cardboard slash paper cutout uh, that will make a little wee basket that can attach your Lego Mario to the back of a Mario Kart Live home circuit cart. Um, and then you can make, like, fold up uh, Goombas and enemies and you run them over, you'll get points. And it's kind of incredible how well these two random and kind of separate projects have came together into one kind of unified experience. Uh, the person who's put this together has been kind of amazing. If this was something that Nintendo had shown off themselves, you know, I think it would have passed the, the vibe check uh, and here we are it's a you know almost feature pa- like feature complete and polished idea how how do you feel about it Al? <laughs> I mean it's fun to look at it is worth going and checking out the YouTube
1: video for it mm-hmm. um, to cool go look up Lego Super Mario meets Mario Kart Live and you can see it and it's it's really cute there's a lot of thought has gone into it and I mean it's not a commercial project it's a fun project that they've done at of home course. but it's it's amusing and what you can do with the Lego and what you can make the uh, the Mario Kart uh, game Mario Kart Live game pick up and interpret via Lego it's really impressive yeah mm-hmm. it's kind of cool I mean as much as I dislike both these things I dislike Lego Mario and I dislike that stupid Mario Kart nonsense rubbish thing give me a real Mario Kart the two merge together
0: quite good yeah I have to say I think the Mario Kart uh, live home circuit is is amazing it's just that not many of us have houses big enough to have one uh, but it is cool Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity uh, uh, Sprites is it Sprites we're talking about here or no is it Spirit what are we talking about here Anton help us out
2: up oh, certainly. And uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate, they've added a bunch of Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity spirits to oh, the spirits. game where you can go in their World of Lights campaign bonus mode where you do random battles. Oh, okay. Um you know, more content to an even beefier game. Cool,
0: cool. Um yeah, you got anything to add to that, Al? You looked like you were thinking about it. No, I do not. Okay, Netflix, Uh, Netflix for the 3DS and the Wii U, they're getting shut down on the 30th of June, although I will say I'm not sure many people are still watching Netflix via uh, the 3DS or the Wii U, perhaps there are, I don't know, but what I would like to see, and I've said this before, is just as an option, bring it to the Switch instead, that'd be cool, I'm in for that, We know we've talked about this for a long time, we're not going to go into huge detail here, but um, are you surprised they're shutting this down, Alistair? Nope, not in the slightest, as you yeah. say. Who's still using it? Really?
2: You know, I think the the last time I saw people using it, it was to wind up Martin Scorsese by tweeting at like, the official account showing that they were watching The Irishman on a 3DS. Uh, which, you know, I think that was worth
0: it. It served its purpose at that point. We can kill the app. Yeah. Uh, director of Microsoft third-party relations, Kevin Bacchus, has shared that when Microsoft attempted to buy Nintendo in the early 2000s, Nintendo laughed their asses off. I did read this article this week and thought it was a bit of a kind of... a non. I, I felt like it was a bit of a kind of tit-for-tat kind of thing you know it was like oh well this is what happened back then we'll never really know the truth of it but it's probably likely they did given that this is Microsoft in the early 2000s before things really happened for them um, and if anyone's going to laugh at them it was probably Nintendo who were doing quite well at the time All.
1: Yeah I just love this story and I really 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 hope it's true I mean I can't see why it wouldn't be true I mean I, I love I love the fact that Microsoft thought they could buy Nintendo and I love Nintendo's re- re- um, reaction to it. It couldn't be better. Just
2: ha 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 And I can imagine that's exactly what they did. The Saturn went ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And if you... Want to learn more about the, the production of the original Xbox because uh, they also tried to buy Sony and all that. Yeah. We did do an episode of the prequel where you can learn more about that. Patreon, blah, 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 nsukp.co.uk.
0: That's right. Well <laughs> done. Good little sell there. I like it. Uh, next up, Nintendo issue, issue, have issued 379 DMCA fan game takedowns from Game Jolt. Uh, is this just for this specific company, uh, for this Game Jolt? Is this what this is, Anton?
2: Yeah, so they host a bunch of takedowns uh, and they've taken down 379 games. Uh, so big, clean swoops there. Happy New Year's from Nintendo. Yeah. I mean,
0: I think every day I've seen a story like this. But anyway, we'll move on. The Switch has outsold every other console combined in the UK in 2020. We don't have to labour on that point. We've talked about it many times. We knew it was selling well, but just very quickly, that is incredible, Al.
1: That is a phenomenal result I mean I know the other consoles were generally at the end of their lifetimes and they got new ones coming in at the very end so it's not entirely a level playing field but it is still all of them combined being outsold by the Switch go Switch Woo! yeah
0: it's crazy it's crazy absolutely Uh, if I had a short skirt and pom-poms I'd put them on and wave them Okay. You can say which one I'm putting on, and which one I'm waving. Thankfully, most people are listening to this and not watching this, and you don't have your pom poms. Uh, next up, the X Rocker ha- have launched the Animal Crossing gaming chairs. I've always, I always fancied an X Rocker gaming chair. Um, they're always the company that you see, and they have the little. A lot of them have the speakers built in and all that kind of stuff, uh, and they always look very comfortable. But uh, the Animal Crossing one, uh, that could do quite, kind of, kind of, quite well, I think, Anton.
2: Um, you know, I think whether it sells well, I'm not too sure. It's kind of hitting a bunch of different markets there. I have tried one of these chairs. They are the worst. They're <laughs> like sitting on a banana. Um <gasps> ah. rock and you're not at the right angle. But uh, you know what? More Animal Crossing merch. Let's do it. The franchise has been dead for so long and it's came back with such power. Let's see how long it can and The
0: cool thing about this one, Al, is it folds up and you can get it for fifty four ninety nine dollars 99 for Margos. So that's kind of cool. That is cool. not a cool thing. That is awful.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's the world's most uncomfortable thing. And why would you... No, I'm not going to rant. If out I was quiet.
0: 10 years old, I would love this. I'm going to get back in my box. Um, next up... Uh, NEC have announced a Switch-style mini PC. Um, Yeah, okay. So do we have anything to worry about here, Anton?
2: Most likely not. It's kind of novel that it's NEC because obviously they made the PC Engine, Super Engine, and a bunch of other uh, weird and wonderful consoles like the PC FX. So it's cool to see them doing something Mm gaming-related. And as a PC, you know, it can be used as as like a, a Switch, as like a Surface, and I believe you can dock it in. So some cool novelty, but the, the Switch is a, in a, a different league, especially when it comes to surprise because I don't think we have one yet, but it won't be... £279. It doesn't
0: matter what it is. It's a fun bit of something on the side. Nothing to break a sweat about. Um, I was reading about this this week and I do find this quite funny. The Ask Iwata book will come out on April the 13th this year. And uh, this is from Satoru Iwata, the former global president and CEO of Nintendo, uh, who was also a programmer. The quote that he has at the start of the book is my favourite. It says, On my business card, I am a corporate president. In my mind, I am a game developer. But in my heart... I am a gamer, and I just love that. And it reminds me of there's a book by um, Andreas Perlo, um, which is one of the and he's a footballer for those that don't know but it's one of the funniest books I've ever read it's his autobiography but it's hilarious because he says things like every one of my free kicks are my children um, when I send that ball towards the goal I'm letting my child free all this kind of it's just fantastic it's just absolutely beautiful and hilarious um, and I'm not saying this is the same <laughs> but I think there will be some quite funny moments in this one just because I just think it's it's just a really I love the name I just love it's called Askewata. It's bizarre, Anton, but I think it'll do quite well. Absolutely. Yeah,
2: and you know, from what um, the the Japanese release of this book w- received rave reviews, people really loved it and found it quite a wholesome read. Yeah. And I have a feeling once uh, we're able to get our hands on the English copy of this, there's going to be many apparel uh, within this little book to, to go in there uh, and learn from. Uh, so I'm kind of... Tempted to give this all a go. Get a little insight into the the behind the scenes of Nintendo and how the company's been ran over the years.
0: Will you be asking a what at
1: it Genuinely sounds interesting, but I can't remember the last time I had time to pick up a book. It's a very sad thing.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of half reading something at the moment, but I I read for 10 minutes and I fall asleep because it's usually the last thing I do at night. So I don't know how long it will take me to get to this. But I do actually like the look of this, and I think I probably will get hold of it one way or another um, so yeah that looks interesting but I, I do I just I don't know there's something about the title I just love it it's just such a simple title it's cool it's like Ask Al uh, next up Scott Pilgrim versus the world the game uh, the complete edition is getting a physical edition which is good limited run games are doing that I think that's a really uh, good move for limited run I think they'll do well from that comes out on Friday next Friday or this Friday even the 15th of January and um, yeah I think that's well it's probably sold out already is it Al- Anton?
2: Um, no, so the, on the, the 15th, that'll be the date you can pre-order it. Okay. So if you're still tempted, give it a look. They've got a big old limited edition. The artwork is fantastic because it's a parody of Sonic Adventure. And for that, it earns a, a nice warm spot in my heart. They, they've they won. Yeah. They've done it, Ubisoft. Yeah. Anything you want to add, Al? Nope. I have no further thoughts on this matter. Please carry on.
0: New rules in the eShop means no game can be below $199. US I, I was reading about this today. It's an interesting one, this. I don't think it's come over to Europe yet in terms of what they're doing, or are they just going to convert yeah. it, or what are they thinking of doing? And and the reason behind it, I'm guessing, is to try and stop the kind of really cheap kind of shovelware stuff, I'm assuming.
2: Yeah, so they, there's no confirmation, because this was information passed on from a developer. Um, so we don't know exactly what it'll be like over here in Europe uh i have a feeling it'll probably be one pound will probably be the lowest because for the most part that's how low most games have been we had a couple stuff creeping down to the 17 pound, 17 pence range recently but i'm hoping it'll probably be locked off at a pound but i think nintendo's trying to stop people exploiting the the e charts which probably needs to be done sooner rather than later uh but we'll, we'll hope wait and see what happens over here
0: yeah, I, I think it's probably a good thing. I think you're right. Next up, uh, Snazzy Al, not to be confused with our very own Snoozy Al, has showcased footage <laughs> of 4K Animal Crossing New Horizons. So, Al, um, what do you reckon? 4K Animal Crossing?
1: Uh, I'm intrigued. Uh, is this is this someone who's modded it, Anton? Or is this something they've managed to leak out of somewhere?
2: Uh, So this is somebody who's went in frame by frame and upscaled uh, existing Animal Crossing footage into what it would look like in 4K. Um, So kind of a a proof of concept. And overall, I would say it looks fairly good. You know, nice clean lines look sharp. Um, You know, fingers crossed, this is just what we get with the, the new Switch Pro in future.
0: Yeah, uh, it would be very nice indeed. It's cool. Next up, Hot Shot Racing is getting a physical release. I do quite like the look of this. We've talked about this one before. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Um, yes, what do you think, Al? I mean, we ha- I'm all... Sneezy Al. <laughs> You're Snoozy Al and Snazzy Al did the showcase. And I'm Sneezy We've got owl. Doc and Dope in the back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, I, I like the look of this game. And again, physical release has got to be a good thing. It is. Everyone loves a good physical release. It, it
1: was a pretty good game when it came out. It was very well reviewed, and I guarantee Mike is going to go and buy a copy.
0: Yeah, I just had a physical sneeze release. But I'll uh, Anton. What do you think? Are you are you keen on this one too?
2: Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm quite keen on this. I believe it's on Game Pass, so I think I might give it a wee go mm-hmm. on there where I pay nothing and then see if it's uh, worth grabbing the nice physical edition because it's got a fairly handsome box art. I love Virtual Racer on the, the 32X and Mega Drive. so Very yeah, that style, uh, isn't it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's great to see it. Nice frame rates and... Uh, yeah, it's great to see it getting a physical no, edition. I really
0: like the look of it. Okay, what I'm going to do next up, we're going to talk about the Indie World, which took place in December, and we've still got to quickly also touch on the Super Nintendo World Direct, and we've got rumours and then the quiz. So what I'm going to do here, I'm going to go through all the announcements <gasps> at Indie World, and I'm going to get you to pick out a couple of things each that you want to talk about, and then we'll move on to the, world, the Super Nintendo World Direct. So that way we're not here for another hour as much as I'm sure people are loving listening to the, the podcast we also are aware that other people may have other things going on in their life and can't dedicate all their time to us so let's move on to the indie world uh, the, the, the the showcase uh, so Mossmouth announced Spelunky for the Nintendo Switch which is a procedurally generated roguelike game coming out in summer 2021 also announced Spelunky 2 also coming out in summer 2021 uh, Rogue Games Inc and Playfellow Studios announced 50 Fluffs for the Switch, a cel-shaded four-player cat fighter. Oh yeah, early 2021. Uh, Joyful Games have announced very, very valet for the Switch, three-player overcooked-style valet game coming out early 2021. Hype Train Digital have announced tunche for the Nintendo Switch. It's a hand-drawn brawler set in the Amazon rainforest. Also, camo- cameoing Hat Kid from A Hat in Time, which I still really want to play. Uh, coming out in March. Yot Cobb Games have announced Cyber Shadow for the Switch. It's an 8-bit Ninja Gaiden-style platform hack and slash coming out this month on the 26th. Whitethorn Games have announced and released Calico, which I did see. It's a cat cafe simulator in a fantasy world. It's out now. It looks quite nice, I've got to say. Uh, next up, Us2Games have announced... Alba, a wildlife adventure for Nintendo Switch. And it's an open world game about saving your local environment and wildlife coming out in the spring. Uh, Petit Depoto have announced Nosia with a silent GMS or Genosia for the Nintendo Switch. A creepy RPG visual novel coming out early 2021. I quite like the look of that too. Uh, Am- Amanita Design have announced Happy Game for the Switch, which is a psychological horror game. Uh, filled with unnerving puzzles coming out in the spring Team Meat have showcased Super Meat Boy Forever for the Switch thousands of levels insane bosses and tons of secrets out now and, and terribly hard I'm sure because I'm not very good at those games Capybara have announced and released Grindstone for the Switch which is a combat tile puzzle game it's out now and Montage When the Past Was Around uh Com... Kratz, uh, Cosmocrats, How Hazel Sky, Trash Sailor, and Finding Paradise. That was the montage that they showed at the end with all those games. So yeah, I'm sure you can touch on one or two of them if if you remember that. And then uh, Inner Sloth announced and released Among Us for the Switch, uh, which of course we all know because we've been playing it and we've been playing it in our uh, our community as well, which has been really good. Um, so just going back to that because it feels like so long ago since this indie world randomly happened that I've kind of forgotten about a lot of these, but. Going back to that, if you can set, uh, cast your mind back to the 15th of December, Alistair, what, what were the kind of standouts for you?
1: Uh, you know what? I don't want to be too negative, but there weren't many. I mean, when I watched mm. it, uh, the first thing I saw was the, the cat fighting game. I just thought, oh, Mike's going to go and buy Fisty Fluffs. <laughs> it does look pretty funny. There's a whole of cats beating yeah. the living bejesus out of each other and getting points for it which does look quite funny and actually very very valet it's just a clone but you know what it looks like it, it would be quite good fun the one i'm still really looking forward to though is trash sailors i can't wait for trash sailors to come out because it just looks beautiful and intriguing i don't know what the gameplay is really going to be because we've not seen much of it but it just looks um fascinating
2: yeah anton what's your thoughts absolutely Oh, yeah, I was uh, fairly impressed. I, you know, I've played Spelunky. Uh, I haven't played Spelunky 2 yet, but I think it's one of the, the most refined games in all of its genre. Cyber, sh- uh, Cyber Shadow by Yacht Club Games, you know, Net- Shovel Knight and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they haven't done a bad move in my eyes so far. And I've always wanted to like Ninja Gaiden, uh, but it's been a little bit hard for me. So maybe in a game with save files, I can finally give it a go. Uh, happy game. I love the art style and the uncanny valley very, vibes of it. it. looks very creepy and I love the smiley faces on it. Super Meat Boy Forever. I've been watching some of the dev diaries on it. You know, I think this game is just going to be hundreds of thousands of hours on it. Really pixel perfect, tidy gameplay with a clean art style. And then, of course, we've all been loving, especially with our kind of Discord community, which you can learn more about at NSUKV.co.uk. <laughs> have been having a fun old time. Playing among yeah. us uh, over the the holiday season, there it's
0: been great, and um, it's been I think it's it's been refreshing for you all to see my my character come through and shine through, and, and how, <laughs> how nice that I am to everyone, and, and and how fair I am with everyone as well. It's it's probably been a very refreshing moment for. Our, uh, our Patreon supporters. Um, among Us is great fun. I love it and I love being sneaky and I love the whole kind of concept of it and and it's great because we were playing it before it came to the Switch as a Patreon um, Discord channel as well already. So the fact that it's now on Switch just brings it up a notch. Really good fun. Um, yeah, overall, I've got to say, I, I think the standard was actually quite high among the games, but like Al, there was nothing that really made me go wow I can't wait for that hence I've forgotten what a lot of them were like but I, I do think the standard was good I think that it, it, there's a lot of games in there for a lot of people so I'm kind of holding off on a lot of the stuff just to see where we go with them and um, and see what they're like on release so uh, but overall I thought it was pretty strong um just nothing not there wasn't that moment there wasn't that one game where I was like oh it's West yeah. of Loathing or it's Undertale you know it's it was just all good um Super Nintendo World Direct happened as well, and in the Direct we got a tour from Shigeru uh, Miyamoto, got a 15-minute tour, we got the block and power-up band information, there was activities we got to see including Piranha Plant, the Koopa Troopa, Uh, pow the giant bob-omb the one-up factory the gift shop canopio's cafe which is a restaurant run by toads which is just ace mario kart koopa's challenge and the ar headset i like you don't have to ask me twice you know what i'm like theme parks are like my favorite thing in the world combine it with nintendo just just get me there now apart from not right now because of circumstances but in theory get me there now um anton did you like the look of it
2: Oh absolutely. Um I, I you know, I I'd love to see Miyamoto be in his element again. We haven't seen him being on stage or do anything wild in a while and he called himself Mario dad, which already made the event worth it. Um the cafe was probably one of my favourite things in it because there's literally monitors where you can see like the toads in a fake kitchen making the food that you're love eating it. and they're also serving you as staff, which is madness. It's just a shame they didn't actually show off any of the actual rights. But I think that's like they,
0: they just teased that. Yeah, them. that's um, yeah, that's just they're just getting you in there. They're like, you know, you wanna you wanna know more about the rides? You need to come and see us for real. <laughs>
2: But yeah that headset looks heavy duty like it looks like the Microsoft HoloLens like proper AR virtual reality stuff it looks
1: madness out. yeah I mean there was so much to love in that video the place does look absolutely amazing and yeah that was at 9.41 that was my that was 9 minutes 41 seconds that's my favourite bit of the video when he bumps into Mario Luigi and says okay dad's busy gotta go good luck <laughs> it's just so cute I'm oh, so
0: so I smitten to, with that I need to go watch it again because I had to watch it with the volume down low because I was I think I was I just the, the
1: subtitles time. it was just because i was watching it on double speed to, to try and get through it before that before we recorded this actually oh, and it
0: was just so nice but <sighs> my
1: one takeaway from it is i'm going to wait I, I was desperate to go to the one in japan but there's one coming out in florida there's one coming out in los angeles uh, when's it coming Universal to florida Studios. probably the next couple of years i'm guessing you didn't say when but be- like the reason i'm saying that is because it is and this sounds really stupid but it's all in japanese So when you walk into the cafe and everything, everybody is speaking at you in Japanese. And I can imagine going there, surrounded by presumably mostly Japanese tourists, you're going to be getting in the way and feeling really just awkward. It's like, I don't know what to do and I don't know what they're saying. And "Ah, it's going to be really stressful. Whereas if you go to one in America... You're still surrounded by people, but at least you understand what the toad is shouting at you from behind the counter.
0: Yeah, it's a good point. I, I will say they're very welcoming in the Japanese Oh, parks they really are. And, and they probably more, and you know, you spent a, a month in Japan at one point, and they are probably one of the most welcoming. Group of people that you could you could be in a theme park setting with. They're very different to other other countries, so um, that is definitely a, po- a positive. But um, yeah, for me, it's like I have a birthday next year and I want to go on a big holiday. So uh, um, you know, all being well in the world, theme parks will make a big will be a big part of it. You know, obviously, you know, you yeah. only turn twenty five once. So um, so yeah, so that's I don't know how same.
1: many times have you turned twenty five now,
0: Mike. <laughs> 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 um I, I and yes and japan I, the thing about japan as well is that japan there's so much on offer there and as you know with me working a lot with japan as well it was somewhere i was supposed to be this year i know i'm not the only one as well so uh yeah it's just let's let's wait let's just really hope for a world where we can go and do these things again because you know we can save for it because they're not cheap either so it's it is a big save up job but yeah uh next up we can finally oh can we do this now wow really are we done the news all right let's move on uh to let's move on to this week's rumors no i'm not normally one for gossip but Oh, I can't believe! I don't think we've ever got to one hour and twenty three minutes into a podcast and not been onto the rumours. But that's okay because it's season <laughs> three, episode one, and we've got a lot to get through. The premiere, yeah, but the premiere next. Uh, next up in the rumours, we've got uh, Hal Laboratory have teased a new game, twenty twenty one. Are these the guys that did the kind of um, pickup game, um, Anton? What's it called again? Indeed, uh, UFOs. Part-time cool UFO, part time UFO. That was yes, long,
2: yes. Uh, but how? However, mainly, uh, best known for Kirby games,
0: mm-hmm.
2: uh, this will probably be another Kirby game. It's been about three years since the last one, and I think they did about four on the 3DS, so nothing, nothing stopping these guys. Uh, hopefully it's a lot better, Al, because the last one did get mixed reviews, or yeah. meh reviews. I
1: mean, to be fair, I, I, so as it is, I haven't enjoyed a Kirby game since the NES. The NES and the original Game Boy ones were great, and ever since then, they've all been a pick. Meh. Give us a really, really good, simple,
0: fun Kirby. Stop making them complicated. Just make them cute and fun and we'll like them. I think they're kind of cute and fun. But yes, okay, I I will say that they're not the most exciting of the franchises, but uh I think I've got high hopes for this. I think they've had a bit more time now with the Switch, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, next up, an, in an odd turn of events, Banjo-Kazooie's Adventure and Blast Dozer have been posted as Wii U software devel- uh, delivered on December the 30th, 2020. Now, it appears to be a glitch, but the internet can't help but wonder if this was intended for Switch. I've been doing a lot of research into this because I'm very, very excited about these errors because, for me... The obvious conclusion to make is that Rare Replay is coming to the Switch. And um, look, it may or may not be, but I would say if ever there was an indication of a, an error, because to actually post those things, it takes effort. You're not just accidentally posting those things. You're putting those things up on in, in the right format for a reason. Now, obviously, it's not come out come out on the right console because it's not a Nintendo Switch announcement. It suddenly appeared for the uh, for consoles which were not, aren't developing software anymore, haven't done since 2017. So I don't think it's a Wii U title. They've even said that. Actually, Nintendo of Japan came out and said, um, just to stop all the rumours, it's not coming to the Wii U on this date. But it didn't say anything about the Switch. So... My theory, Rare Replay will come to Switch. We've got a much better relationship with Microsoft than ever before Uh, in terms of Nintendo. I think it makes sense. And also, the other reason, Anton, is in Japan, Microsoft don't really do anything uh, particularly, whereas Nintendo are obviously massive. So it would be an opportunity for them to introduce some of their games as a collection, some of their best-known games, including Viva Piñata and Viva Piñata Trouble in Paradise, which is the real excitement here. I think that's what they're going to do, and I think it will come.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, to be honest, between Banjo and Viva Piñata, because uh, if we even got a Viva Piñata in the DS, and this is when the 360 was That's right. you know, the thing. Um, so, you know, they would make sense and would be so much better at home on the Nintendo Switch. There has been rumors floating around in the Xbox circles of a Banjo-Kazooie reboot. Uh, so, you know, making the older titles in the franchise a little bit more available, even if that was on the Nintendo Switch, I would love to see it. Uh, and to be honest I'm just believing any rumour that points towards Viva Piñata on yeah, Switch me too. what can me I say too. I'm a simple yeah, man and, and Al <laughs>
0: we have great memories of Viva Piñata the first time around it's just it's just the most therapeutic game ever
1: you know you remember when well, it just wasn't that long ago when Nintendo announced the triple sort of Mario Classics the 3D All-Stars we were all giddy with excitement I would be more excited about this coming that collection because it's got blast core it's got viva pinata it's got um perfect Conker's dark bad for a day it's got banjo kazooie it's got perfect dark which is good but it wasn't golden eye no Goldenye no but it, it was
0: it's, historically but, it's kind of cool
1: yeah there's just so many amazing games in there and i wanted so badly
0: yeah
2: yeah, <sighs> yeah you know thinking there because they have announced the perfect dark reboot rumors are floating around about a banjo reboot Andrews and Smash, it seems like the perfect timing to bring rear rear rare replay to the Nintendo yeah. Switch. So fingers crossed. And cold.
0: it is the perfect um kind of format for it. It just makes sense. Viva Pinata handheld.
1: Yes. That and Blast Core. That's all we need. We will never ask for any other games ever again. Just please give us those two
0: so good Uh, Dr. Serkan Toto of Cantan Games what a great name I predict a beefed up 4K device is coming during Nintendo's next financial year he states it may be called the new Nintendo Switch he also adds that Switch is just a word (laughs) Okay, specific but sure Um, I hope it's not (laughs) called the new Nintendo Switch because that's terrible Um, I'd much rather it was just called Switch Pro or Switch Plus or Switch 360 or something I don't know but like um, or Switch X I I don't know but not the news Nintendo switch, that's rubbish, but, um, yeah, switch I think Dave. switch switch David would be all right, be better than that, but I do think he's probably right, I think that will happen I, I'd be great if that happened, um, I still think maybe not yet. Can you give us another I w- if they announce it for this time next year, January or december twenty twenty one i I'm okay with that, I can deal with that, but not any earlier
2: uh, i am a I'm on yeah i I feel like you know we're. Getting there to that point where I think a mid-gen refresh would be appropriate. I think any later we're getting into new console territory. Uh, but nonetheless, I think the most interesting part about this rumor, uh, and I'd be curious to get your thoughts on this, Al, is the fact that he says, you know, Switch is just a word. Could this be pon- pointing towards like a, a consoleized version of the Switch? You know, they can put a big chunky fan in there. They don't need to worry about battery life or uh, having a nice screen on it. They don't have to power that. Um, and who knows they can maybe even throw on some extra storage because you know we've got the switch light on one side maybe balance it out at all. I
1: can't see Nintendo doing that because that has been the whole USP of this console is you pick it up you walk away with it. If they made something that was effectively purely docked and you had the light as a separate entity I just can't see them doing it he says switch is just a word but I think that's him being flippant frankly and I would be be gobsmacked and I think it would be really it wouldn't be the smartest move for Nintendo if they were to go down the route of splitting the hardware and to have a one doctor handheld again. It, it's I think, not. Because they're then competing with, with Sony and uh, Microsoft, and that's just not what their game is.
0: I actually think that they could become like the Apple of the console world, Nintendo, and release iterations of the Switch for years to come. I actually believe that that's the way they could go because the Switch is such a clever concept and it's. It's. it feels to me like they, they could easily announce a Switch Pro now and it comes out. And the reason I don't want it to come out any earlier than a year is because I feel like if we could just squeeze one more year out of the current Switch before we move up, I'm quite happy with where we're at at the moment. I'm, I mean, we have so much of a catalogue of games. But obviously, if it does move up to Pro, fine. I'll be, I'll be buying it. Like, I know I will. And I'll still be able to play all those games. But I can see it being like Apple in the sense that every two or three years we'll see a new version with slight iterations they've done it before with the 3DS in slightly different ways but I think it'll be more kind of like okay get ready for the Switch presentation like we did for Apple's next presentation about what they get I can see it being like that
1: that would not be a dumb thing for them to do either I think that would be a very very smart way for them to go Um, yeah I'm just kind of hoping to do and I am unlike you I'm actually ready for the Pro now as much as I was anti before you were anti like -like like three months ago (laughs) Yeah, well, I changed my mind towards the tail end of last year and I'm twiddling my thumbs now going, yeah, yeah, ready for a refresh, ready for the new one. Yep, please give it to me.
2: Hurry up. Yeah, see, I'm actually converting to the point where I'm like, I think they could do a really sensible Switch um, home console. And the fact that I think it would be less a home console, I think it would be, because it's based on the same hardware, like the NVIDIA Shield TV, you know, that costs £150, mm-hmm. has a upgr- uh, better P- CPU than the Switch. So let's say £150, it's competing with like the likes of an Apple TV or the Google Chromecast, uh, the new Plus model. Uh, you know, you have all your apps like your Netflix and all that on it eventually because, you know, they can change, you know, maybe put some protection on the HDMI. You know, I think for £150, because obviously they wouldn't have to have a screen, a battery buttons or all that built into it they could maybe make a good set top box that could also play animal crossing Mm. um who knows it's a hard one they did do a playstation vita without a screen so anything's possible in japan
0: yeah Uh, (laughs) did they? (laughs) that's crazy send us a link to that i want to see that but let's not talk about it now because we've got too much to get through uh two more rumors and then we're going to move on to this week's quiz next up there was a bad nintendo direct leaked uh that entertained the internet now i i shared it in our discord you know like if it was real We'd all be oh greatest day. In history. <laughs> I mean, some of this I can't remember. Remember what was on there, but it was like everything's coming out to the on the switch. What do we have there, Anton? What were the stuff that was? Oh
2: God, I, I can't even remember. It's like oh, do you remember like Pong? Yeah, they're doing Pong 2 It's coming. To switch this week. Um, Zelda one, two, and three are coming. Nah, uh, switch Pro, here. Breath of the Wild two. Here's Mario Kart nine. It was literally everything that we've been talking about. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I've got I've got it all here. We've got Switch Pro, which is 4K and the Bee's knees 256. Nintendo World Park Tour, Mario Kart 9, Splatoon 3, Super Mario Odyssey 2, uh, Fire Emblem, uh, Metroid Prime, uh, Kingdom Hearts, uh, Bayonetta, Shimigans Tensei, Assassin's Creed, Resident Evil, Grand Theft Auto 5, Call of <laughs> Duty Black Ops, Final Fantasy 7, Banjo Kazooie, uh, Crash Bandicoot, Eastward Fall, Guys, Dirt 5, Yakuza, Persona 5, Control, Fallout. Near Dead Alive Hollow Knight Apex Plants vs Zombies The Witness Hitman Free Manny or Borderlands Free and there's. Even more, which I won't bore you, and then they finish with ref of the Wild, and they're all coming out in twenty twenty one, so get your wallets ready.
0: <laughs> I mean, if that happened, I just bankrupt myself now. Like that is ridiculous. I love how they threw in like occasional ones that are normal, like Plants versus Zombies is coming. Um, but everything else they're just like crazy stuff. I mean it'd be great. I mean GTA, we all want GTA on the Switch, we all want um Persona five, all these things. But yeah, i I don't I don't think there's much validity in that, do you, Al?
1: Oh no, I think I entirely believe it. I think it's all coming. I can't wait for the release. Can you give us, give us the direct on it now. Tell us officially, please. <laughs>
0: oh, okay, if that happens, I'm, I'm in. I'm in for all of it. Nintendo's um, Share Price is going to do well. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Next up, last rumor. Uh, data. There's been a data mine the switch OS that's uncovered some new hardware. It's the SCUE, or the Scue. Features a 4K UHD multimedia SOC, and the tablet itself definitely has an upgraded display. Although we don't know if it's 4K. Um, is yeah, tell us a bit more about this data mine uncovering Anton.
2: Yeah, so this is the same way how we found out about the Switch Lite and the kind of red block, the red box Nintendo Switch. So, very incredible way of finding out that a new hardware SKU does exist. At some point in time, it will exist. I think the most logical conclusion would be to take from this is maybe a four K dot ten eighty P handheld experience. Um, and this also does hint towards more so a classic Switch experience that can be docked and is handheld so less so the um, idea that uh, Dr. Toto was pointing towards so I think this would be best case scenario for a Switch Pro Yeah
1: You think You think it would be best case? No, best case just beat your Switch Yeah,
0: or a believable expectation
1: for <laughs> yeah, a Switch so that's Pro probably, uh, probably a good way of putting it
0: Yeah, yeah, well... We shall see. I suspect the truth is out there somewhere, just not in any of these um, leaked documents and certainly not in that file <laughs> that, that we uh, that we got with the leaked uh, rumours of what was going to happen this year with directs and things. So uh, that is it. We've, we've finally got through the news and rumours. Well done for sticking with us. If you got to this point of the podcast, um, there's still a little bit to go because we're about to do the quiz, but can I just say thank you for sticking with us. You are true, true support, supporters. And, and for that, you should head to nsukp.co.uk and find out more. That's I just wanted to give on that and throw it in there but no thank you so much we really appreciate it let's move on though to this week's and the first one of season 3 it's the quiz I have so many questions now so, uh, who, who's doing the quiz guys yes well it's going to be you Al I hope <laughs> otherwise we're in trouble me <laughs> me oh alright
1: ah. oh, well, it was a good job I got some things on the screen then because you know I had a funny feeling it might be coming to me it's not coming that we talked about it in advance or anything, but... No, you know, no, no. I mean, to be fair, I've,
0: I think I've done it for the last seven, eight months now, so it's probably time I get a break. So, Alistair, it is over to you for the quiz.
1: All right, well, I decided not to go back to my old format. I've decided to basically just be lazy and pick up your for- format exactly where you left off with it and oh, start asking questions. Oh, but that means I've got to go
0: off against Anton. Yes, it does. Welcome <laughs> to my world. But I'll
1: tell you what, I will do you the same strange, weird... Points thing where you get two points to Anton's one because he's still won. <laughs>
2: He'll still be. We'll take notes of it this season. I think that should be a, a New
0: Year's resolution. Okay, okay, okay. Let's, uh, Anton, I know, Anton, you do a lot. Alistair, can you take notes of who wins and who doesn't, please?
2: Yeah, I
1: did it last time as well. I know you guys don't bother, but to me, this is this is serious
2: stuff. Okay, I, I always keep track of yeah. who's all right winning. Season three right. this is like the final in the trilogy. Yeah. You know, it's
0: all, all, all the cards are on the table. <laughs> well, we'll definitely have to change the format next <laughs> year because we'll run out of games.
1: <laughs> well, well, let's see how far I get. Let's go. All right, game number one. Uh, right, what well, can I tell you? It was a game by Idetic uh, Studios. It was released uh, in 1999 on the PlayStation. Um, Soul Reaper. Nope. Mike, pass. Uh, it was published by Nine Eight Nine Studios, um, and it was also released on Android in 2011. seventh guest nope GTA 2 it is not no uh it is a third person uh special agent sort of spy game PlayStation
0: one did you say came out on PlayStation one
1: and um, uh, someone in our discord
0: has just got it okay is it um is it uh tomorrow never dies it is not
1: tomorrow never dies uh, what else can I tell you about it uh, it was it drew a lot of inspiration from Goldeneye um, but added a few of its own things it had a bit of a rocky development uh, uh, it was cancelled no, well, nearly cancelled two or three times on the way through before
2: eventually making it out to pretty good reviews which is impossible nope um, this is Playstation 1 we're talking about it here is so indeed. Uh, oh um I think Spec Ops Nope.
1: Shall I put you out of your misery or do you want me to give you any anything <laughs> One more. Else?
0: Give us one more guess. One more. one more. One
1: more. All right. What else can I find in here? The main one. character was uh, Gabriel Logan and his partner, Lian Xing. They investigate a series of biological outbreaks triggered by international
0: terrorist Erich Romer. We're going to have this game. If it's PlayStation 1. I just can't think what the heck it is.
2: Ah. Uh, trying to rattle through the box art on my head
0: of all the games is it i need to get the, um, the countdown music playing in the background bum 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 the name of the game and there's something on the tip of my tongue here and i can't think what it is i'm gonna have to pass like, i can't think what the heck it was called and it's something and Don, really up? it became a big series as far as i remember anyway go and tell us siphon filter siphon filter okay. oh i i really? had it but I, didn't, I don't think I'd have got there. You could have asked me another I can't believe person. I managed to stump you both. I think I had
1: it. I was sure I had it until I read more about the game and went, did I have that?
2: I'm not yeah, really sure.
1: I'm pretty sure I had that.
2: Yeah, I never, All right. never really delved into the light gun games myself. Hmm. Mm. Okay. Uh,
1: second game then. This one is 1993 in Japan, 1994, uh, Irish Side of the Pond, and it was on the Super Nintendo first party. Any guesses?
0: First party? Um, first Donkey party. Kong Country 2. It is not. Star Fox. It is not. If I give you
1: a small hint, it is first party, and it came out of Nintendo's R and D department. Fire Emblem. Yoshi's Island. Oh, is it, which one? No, it is not Yoshi's Island. It is not. Did you say, Mike? I said Fire Emblem. It is not Fire Emblem or Yoshi's Island. That's a bit of a hint. Yoshi's it has, World. I'm trying to think what else I can give you that's not going to give it Yoshi's away. Yoshi's World. Um, it did feature Yoshi. It is not Yoshi's, Yoshi's world. cookie. It is not Yoshi's cookie. It came with a bazooka.
0: Oh, Yoshi's Safari. Yay! No, we have one about really that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even remember Yoshi's Safari. I didn't have a SNES though. <laughs> Uh, I never yeah. owned it, but I did have a
1: friend who I think had that game. I vaguely remember trying to point a bazooka at a screen. It's virtually impossible to point a bazooka at a screen. At least with a light gun, you can point at a screen look down at it. Yeah. Bazooka, you're holding your shoulder. You have no idea
0: where it's aiming. I, I don't think I, in a month of Sundays I would have got that one.
1: No, that was fun. All right, well, so far it's 2-0 to... Um, actually, no, it's 1-0 to Excuse me? 1-0 to Anton. All <laughs>
0: right, carry on. Sorry. So
1: <laughs> it comes down to the last round then to see yeah. whether whether or 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 not. Can, yeah we can pull it back so I'm going to do the same thing as you I'm going to give you a game's title and I want you to tell me what year it is okay this year's this uh, game is called Euro Truck Simulator I'm oh, no, sorry it wasn't Euro Truck Simulator this is it was modelled on it it was called Desert Bus but not mod, no, I've, don't take it was modelled on it it wasn't modded on it nothing like it but there's a similarity this is just called Desert
0: Bus the game's called Desert Bus yes who's guessing first uh you are because you just spoke on you go okay um 2010
1: 2009 you're both miles off it was 1995 which means Anton gets the point
2: (laughs) 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 it was actually played desert bus it's a yeah it's a bizarre little game um and, yeah, there's a couple mo- times when they've modded other games. Like, they've done Halo Desert buses out there. Um, an awful game.
1: <laughs> oh, man, it was terrible. It was, it was... I'm not sure which console it was. It was certainly Sega. I think it was on on a Sega, but I haven't figured out which console it was yet. But, yeah, it's it's just direly... It's basically just Euro Truck Simulator, but in sort of crappy Sega graphics from what looks like probably a Mega Drive Saturn. era. Uh Sega CD, apparently, is what it was
0: on. Okay, makes sense.
1: Okay, it does not look good. It looks really, 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 really bad. Mm, I, I yeah, had to say,
0: Mega I, CD. If, mm, what I like about it yeah, though is I'm, the fact it's got the
1: little magic tree dangling from the wind Oh, the, that's cool. The I do like that. I do like
0: that. <laughs> oh well, there
2: we yeah. go. Failed. If I'm not mistaken, the concept of the game is you drive to New Vegas. Uh, uh, not New Vegas. Yeah, Los uh, New Vegas. Las Vegas. Um and. Las Vegas and it takes ten hours to go there one way and ten hours to go the other way and your bus slightly veers to the left <laughs> for the entirety of the game wow. yeah pretty um, much
1: you're driving a passenger free bus 45 miles long a miles an hour along a straight characterless desert road from Tucson to Las Vegas in real time which takes eight hours yeah
2: Eight hours, yeah. madness. I mean, that sounds each great.
0: Each <laughs> I mean, you'd be better just driving somewhere for eight hours where you're not allowed. But I suppose maybe this is the future. Maybe this is it's the only way to travel, to buy awful. bus, desert bus. <laughs> ah, that was terrible. I mean, I would have only maybe got the first one today. So, yeah, not not great for me, but certainly we never got the other two. Well done, Anton. That makes it 1-0 to you. 1-0. But- I can make it two one oh, me next well, week, so I'm you. all right with that. It's fine. Just give you a head start. Uh, that that <laughs> is it for this world. for our first episode of season three. Uh, look out if you are one of our Patreon supporters. Look out for some extra content coming this week. I don't know what we're doing yet, but we'll be doing something. We'll have some sort of podcast coming your way, and uh, that will continue on throughout the season. And look out for some other bits and pieces happening soon. We will keep you up to date, of course, with everything. Remember, we're on Twitter nsuk podcast on twitter where else anton
2: uh, we are on facebook nsuk podcast uh, we're on youtube which has a weird funky url so just search for nintendo switch uk podcast and then finally our website at nsukp.co.uk where you can learn about all the kind of things that we do learn about the patreon And if you'd like to send us an email, that would be podcast at nsukp.co.uk, where you can chat to the lovely Alistair.
0: Yes, please do, because the inbox has been kind of quiet over Christmas. Send emails. We like emails. Absolutely. Well, that is it. Thank you so much for joining us for the first episode. We hope to see you for episode next. What's that? Night seven, which is next week's second episode of season three of Gabby. You can tell we've been doing this for too long tonight. I'm very, I'm very, very tired. Stumbling <laughs> over my words. And with that, I will say good night. Goodbye. Cheerio. Au revoir.